0: You're taught that your parents are supposed to be there, they love you unconditionally. So you're like, so why did he leave, kind of thing. The I must not be enough, kind of thing, you know. Or he didn't love me enough to stay.
1: Hello and welcome back to Daddy Issues Podcast with me and Harrod George Carey. Daddy Issues is a podcast exploring fatherlessness, but more specifically, fatherlessness in successful people. I want to prove that regardless of whatever daddy issues you think you have, you can achieve anything you put your mind to. Fatherlessness affects so very many of us, so it's time to start listening to each other's stories and opening up this conversation as one that needs to be recognised heard and confronted. If you like what you hear, please do feel free to rate, review and subscribe because I love hearing all your feedback, but more importantly, it gets to more ears and the more ears, the merrier. So thank you so much. I'm going to let you get on with the episode now and I hope you have a wonderful listen. In today's episode, I'm speaking to Asantua Cotterell. Asantuet is a professional dancer and has been in the entertainment industry for the last 10 years. During this time, she's worked with some of the most insanely cool artists who <laughs> have graced this planet, such as Beyonce, massive. Pharrell Williams, <laughs> <laughs> massive. Nerd. Do I say N E R D or nerd? I do.
0: I mean, I would say, I don't know, I think it's N E R D because of the asterisk, but yeah. then I do say nerd as well. Yeah
1: but yeah. Well, we hopefully covered that. Yeah. Said both. Lizzo, who I'm freaking obsessed with. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with her. Her She's Instagram great. is the best thing I've ever seen. She's amazing, isn't she? Nicki Minaj, Black Eyed Peas, or The Black Eyed Peas, and Cardi B, who is also an equal obsession for me. <laughs> She's also performed an array of artists at events and TV shows such as The X Factor, The Brits, MTV European Music Awards, and Coachella, as well as working with established Choreographers in the UK and the US. Asantua, welcome to Daddy Issues and thank you so much for coming onto the Aww, podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so I know that this podcast is supposed to be about fatherlessness, right. but I just have to ask you, obviously, after that like insane array of music artists, right. who is your favourite? Oh, come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who was my favourite? I think. I think it was Pharrell. Really? I think it's because of the crush I used to have on him. Oh my God, yeah. It's like a realisation.
1: Yeah. And he's taller in real life. He's taller in real life?
0: Yeah. Is he? I kind of assume that he was... um...
1: Often people are smaller in real life.
0: Yeah, but I assume that he was like five foot seven or five foot eight. I don't know why. Yeah. But then when I met him, I was like, "You're a good height. Yeah, he doesn't
1: have a a tall on-screen presence, does he? That's weird, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Maybe I'm exaggerating, but he definitely looked taller to me. I mean, I'm short. I'm five foot three, so. Same. (laughs) uh, So anything above that, I'm like, wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. um, So obviously Beyonce, mm. which part of her tour did you do? I did the Coachella performance. That was insane. Yeah. The one that was filmed? Yeah, the one that was filmed, the homecoming film. Oh my God, you did that? Yeah. I've literally, I've never felt so elated, so I was running on the, I'd never run on a running machine, I hate running machines, I like running in the nice, great outdoors, but I was running on the running machine because I wanted to watch and listen, obviously, Mm. to this, and it was the most euphoric experience. Yeah. That, you, I mean, that's amazing, that dance was insane. It's it's actually crazy. Yeah.
0: It feels so surreal as well to come, like, out of it and, um like even listen to the live album once in a while and you're like
1: oh I was actually there like yeah I was there there you must have made such good friends with so many people yeah I met a lot of people
0: like it's it's just that like everyone's at with Ooh, someone like sorry. Beyonce everyone's at like kind of at the top of their game yeah so you're meeting everyone at the top of their game like top editors top like even watching certain people do I don't know the actual term for it, but there's a guy that flicks from camera to camera. That he does the like. He makes sure that the for certain parts of the music, the camera is on certain parts. Yes. Of the performance, if right. that makes sense. I don't know the, the correct term for it. Yeah. But even one time, I was watching him, and he is like so on the ball. Like he's like, come one, come, on, come a on, on three, come a six, yeah, come on seven, yeah, come on. Yeah. and I'm like, how are you like? But he's listening. He's like buffing to the music as well. But he's like camera seven, eight, ten, eleven, one,
1: two, and I'm like, (laughs) oh my
0: god, shit! Like even something simple like that, I'm like, everyone
1: is just is number one, yeah, which includes you because you were a dancer, yeah, there, okay, which is like the main thing, really. Obviously, the music's insane, but it's the visual sort of aspect of it, which is just so flabbergasting. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm an all right. (laughs) 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 So on with. The podcast right what i like to do with all my episodes Mm. is just paint the picture for the listener Mm -hmm. so that they know a bit more about who you are yeah and all of that so if you'd just like to set the scene in some way and tell me a little bit about your childhood so born and raised in london west london um
0: my childhood was pretty great Mm. um didn't really have any real problems until I lost my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of what I remember of my childhood, it was really great, really, um, we were involved in a lot of things as well. Mm -hmm. Like my parents always pushed us to be part of like different clubs and different, like we went to see museums all the time or there's certain music that they they enjoyed, they took us to go see Mm -hmm. it. Like very well rounded and shown different, different things that we wouldn't necessarily see for ourselves, or yep. just open that kind of- Creative creative bubble, path. yeah. yeah. And um, they always pushed us in music, pushed us, like, so I played the piano and I played the drums when I was younger. That's um, so cool, I wish I played the drums. I know.
1: I feel, I feel like I could do it. You could. I'm always going, and I feel like I've got a great You pitch. can definitely do it.
0: <laughs> definitely do it. Um, it's just having good coordination, but that's something you can teach. I'm not so good right? on that. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> yeah. so that's what teachers there for but um yeah and, and know, go on when they were gro- when you were growing up so your parents were together yes and I believe I remember from our conversation that we had on the phone briefly before Christmas yeah that you have other siblings as well
0: yes I have three older sisters
1: so I'm mm-hmm. the youngest mm-hmm. yeah the oh youngest. yes and you're the youngest by quite a little bit aren't you
0: um or I well made that up? actually no, no no not really well between my Myself and my oldest uh, sister; there are fifteen years mm-hmm. apart. Yes, but everyone is kind of five or four years mm-hmm. in between each other. Mm-hmm. My mum always says she did that so that everyone got their own like attention from her, which is quite smart. Like we all had that our own. That is quite smart. Our yeah. own like, and then obviously when we got to then my other sisters got to that age, they weren't really as bothered about the attention from their mum when yeah, they yeah. became,
1: because those is, are like the crucial years, aren't mm, they? They are. Oh my gosh, that is smart Yeah, Top tips I When I have a child every five years <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, uh, also dragging that out Oh, dragging <laughs> <laughs> Once you got rid of one um, So let's just go straight in And mm. talk about What, how And when you lost your dad So I lost my dad When I was 14 To suicide
0: Um yeah, so that was, yeah, 14 years old. That's 16 years now. Mm. 16 years deep. Um, yeah, it was, of course, sudden because it's suicide, but there wasn't any... Um, there wasn't any signs or anything, really, before. Like like I said to you, my childhood was pretty great, um, and there wasn't really anything to suggest otherwise with him at the time of being a child. Um in terms of behavioural patterns or anything like that, there wasn't
1: anything really.
0: Or oh, even with my mum, there wasn't anything to suggest there was like a strain or yeah. anything like that. So yeah, lost into suicide.
1: And with your sisters, who were a bit older than you, so may have may have been able to sort of see life slightly differently at that point. Yeah, did did they see anything? Were they were they sort of aware of, he might not be in a good place or? No, like the general,
0: like from when I've spoken to my sisters, I mean, we don't really talk about it either, Mm. which is a bit, I don't know if it's, it's like an unspoken thing. Like I think we all have that support, but we don't really have like conversations or we might have like odd stories that we'll share. But there wasn't any signs from them either at the time that he um, had any particular issues or anything saying that could give off the sign that that's the path that he was going down yeah so everyone was kind of really really like the rug was really ripped
1: underneath us yeah yeah and what did he do what was his his job yeah
0: so he was an IT consultant Mm -hmm. or I think he was an IT engineer as well but uh, probably IT engineer he's working at like a pharmaceuticals company you know um can I even say brands I think so Glaxo so. Smith klein <laughs> I don't know why anyone wanna know what pharmacies companies are but yeah. I just <laughs> yeah. So there's a massive building on Great West Road and that's where he used to work at. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and uh, he had some I know that when I spoke to my mum about him working, I think he had some problems there. Have not been really um I guess appreciated or like right. promoted um he was always like there was one time he was uh, a person was promoted ahead of him and then he was doing her work
1: oh god right. and
0: stuff like that and he could never really he was he's great at his job and they all loved him at his job but mm. they would never really um there was never that
1: opportunity for him to be to go further if that makes he sense. wasn't acknowledged he wasn't acknowledged basically and why do you think that could have been the case if you're being completely honest? if i'm
0: being completely honest it's it could be down to race, mm. if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. And it still happens. Um, I think that was
1: the main thing. Um, and do you it, think he was
0: aware? Yeah. He was, he aware. was aware. of
1: that. Because
0: yeah. I know he... There's like a, there's like a, a weird sense of um, intuition, yeah. I think, that comes... With people of colour that mm. you obviously don't want it you don't want it to be that like mm. you kind of want to be like it's it's something else maybe mm. like but sometimes there are signs that kind of suggest that we're not going to or there is an underlying basis of race or not yeah. trying to not trying to help you that much or promote you or yeah yeah so I think there, there was something that that I don't know the actual specifics of different situations um that happened in his job but i know my mom did say that some like even different jobs that he left mm. to go to go to somewhere else in the hopes that he would then get a higher position it, he was still kind of facing the same uh obstacles yeah. in the sense of like well we like what you do you're doing a really good job we're not going to put you higher or we're not going to promote you but we'll approach promote someone else yeah. and have you do her work yeah but give her that position, which is oh, and like also up.
1: your job is such a is such an identity. Yeah. So if you're being squished, in suppressed that, and yeah. suppressed, yeah, in that identity and made to feel undervalued, yeah. And I, I do think, for obvious reasons, to be stereotypical, especially as a man, mm. I think that can cause a huge amount of turmoil. Yeah. And because he was unable to get acknowledged in his yeah. work and promoted and yeah. recognised for his yeah. value, was he also stressed about the financial side of things?
0: Um, yeah, I think he... I mean, we were pretty... In my childhood, we were pretty... Not well off, but we were good. We were yeah. comfortable. Yeah. and um, But I think as well, coming from his background... Um, from his family as well. I think there is a, I think there's a lot a lot of um, African families. So he's, my mom's Jamaican, my dad's from Ghana. And I think sometimes there is a sense of you have to provide for the family, but you also have to provide for like your father, your mum, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I think as well, there was a pressure from that to then to, Maybe sometimes he was stretched or sometimes he was yeah. giving more than he should, yeah. which probably put pressure on him but mm. financially, because maybe he's like, I have to I have to do better. I have to get a better job. I have to promote so I can provide more for all these people that might need help from me or, or mm. asking for help. So I can imagine that putting a stress on him. And also, I guess, in sense of reputation as well, like, I guess as well, you could feel a bit like you've kind of failed yourself if you're not, if you're not promoted or you're not, you're not getting as as high as you should be, and yeah. it, it might not have anything to do with him or yeah. anything like that. But still, if you're not going that way,
1: yeah,
0: if you're not ascending, then it's kind of like, well, what am I not doing that I should be doing that yeah. can make me in you're that sort position? Of,
1: yeah, fa- you feel like you're probably failing everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that was a, a very much an underlying. Um, Feeling that I feel that Speaking to people About him That he might have felt That he failed a lot of people
1: Yeah And speaking of his childhood Yeah I always like to think about Where someone came from Right Because I think that plays a huge part Mm. In essentially how they then live their life Or what things that they may do What was his childhood like to think?
0: So he was so he's born in Ghana, so he's born in Kumasi, and then they moved to Accra, which is the capital. And um, his father worked like for the government. I don't know if it's um yeah he worked for the government, uh, and he he moved around places in Africa. So, They were like living some at one point they were living in Egypt, and other places so they were dotted around. Um, as for his childhood, I know he went to boarding school quite early, mm-hmm. and I think. I think that 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 played a part in it as well. I'm not saying boarding school is bad because mm. I know people that have gone to boarding school, but I think I think it might be a generation thing, and I think of like the older generation of being seen and not heard or just like shipped away, go to boarding school, yeah, come back for a couple of weeks, probably not getting the the motherly fatherly that kind of um attention. There probably was love in different ways, but not in the sense of, um,
1: that parental connection. Yeah.
0: And just being maybe like t- tactile, like loving and hugging. And I don't think there was really that. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that the parents, my grandparents are to blame either. Mm, I think no, it's no. just like that kind of generation thing, like of just like you're seen you're not heard. You do, mm-hmm. you do what your, your parents say, kind of we're proud of you when you do these grades, we're proud of you going to school, we're proud of you, but like- tick tick yeah, box situation. Yeah, yes, yeah. very much. Um, yeah, I think that was kind of, from what I know. Uh, so he would went to boarding school in Ghana and um, then he also spent time in America in high school. And he really kind of just dotted around, like they yeah. kind of dotted around. And I know they- are Quite international. Quite international. Mm. Came to London. Um, I knew they lived primarily like North West London. I don't think there was... I mean, obviously he was dotted around, but I just don't know if there was a lot of... There was a lot of... Um, I don't want to say concern because it sounds like my grandparents were like just neglected, mm. but they had a lot of kids. They had like about right. a lot of kids. So I don't know if that it was kind of like just go off and do your thing and go off and provide and just. Yeah. Does that make sense? Do, yeah. Do your role. Do your role as yeah. as my son. Yeah. Yeah. And go off and get a good job.
1: Yeah. And, you know, provide right. and bring us back. Yeah. And then there's potentially a sort of cut off with any sort of emotional connection yeah
0: i think there was a cut off of emotional connection yeah um definitely um
1: yeah very much so yeah and what was he like with you as children and with you as a, as a dad
0: he was a complete opposite which i find really was he? it's always it always yeah. happens
1: that way doesn't yeah. it?
0: i feel like in a way maybe he overcompensated yeah and um i know he he always wanted to be good cop Right. And he kind of let like even things he agreed with my mum. With he would let my mum take the, the rap for it, yeah. so that he didn't. So we weren't we weren't upset with him. Yeah. We were upset with her, and then he'd be like, "Oh, come come give you a hug, oh, yeah. sweet. But he knew that he totally agreed with my mum. So funny. If I was married to
1: him, I'd be like, "Excuse me, you're getting this
0: one." He's undercover. He's very undercover. Yeah. But um, he was opposite. Like he he was really nurturing and um. I was definitely daddy's girl, definitely always could, like I remember certain things that used to go corner shop and he used to go get like a Magnum ice cream. And I don't know why he always did it. He always got one. And then I find it in the freezer and I'm like, oh, dad, dad, can I have this? And then he'd be like, oh, no, for God's sake, I just bought this for myself. And I'd be like, come on, please, please, let me have it, let me have it. And he'd be like, oh, go on then. And it was like a repeated thing, but it's like, I don't know, why didn't you you just just buy two? two? (laughs) Why don't you just buy two now? But maybe he liked that. Maybe he liked the kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll let you have it. That's so,
1: so, I love the fact that he probably did do it for that reason. Yeah.
0: Why, would you, why wouldn't you? Why would you just buy two? You know, yeah. what I, that was, like, my favourite ice cream.
1: Yeah, I love Magnum. Yeah. Oh, so good. The almond one. Yeah. Mm. Or the mint one I love. Oh, yes, the mint <laughs> one's brilliant.
0: But, um, yeah, you do certain things
1: like that. Or I remember as well, like... Um, do you think that was... Sorry to interrupt yeah, me. It do you think that was his, like, an element of that thing of providing? He sort of quite liked that moment of just being, like, okay, Needed. Yeah. Yeah, being needed. Yeah, I think maybe. Yeah. Like, oh, like, I have to... So that was like a sort of subconscious thing that he enjoyed the fact that you wanted that and he could give that to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think if we got so. two, it would
1: have just been like,
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. Cheers, Dad. Yeah. But I was just like, just take it, probably. Just take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have assumed it was mine. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think that probably is. I think he felt, he probably thought a roundabout way like, oh, yeah, she's not, I wouldn't say like, properly premeditated yeah, I know. but like in he's the not, sense of conscious yeah, yeah yeah but he probably knew oh, i'm gonna have to give it away anyway yeah so I'll, yeah maybe let her persuade me or like button yeah. me up yeah exactly maybe like that need for a kind of like yeah. attention need for kind of um assurance will be yeah. like yeah maybe it must be yeah Now i think about it and even different things like i can remember like my um sixth or seventh birthday we've got a video actually of like Because my birthday's in June And always in London Like June is not It's not really hot Like yeah. you know Sometimes it gets a bit muggy Yeah And I remember this one Particular birthday It was raining But we said They planned on giving me um Doing a barbecue for My birthday party mm-hmm. But oh, it started to yeah. rain Um but yeah, he went out there still with his raincoat and there's like a video of like, so <laughs> one of my sisters must've filmed him of being outside in the rain, trying to get this <laughs> barbecue to go. <laughs> like, I have to get it going, I have to get it going. Oh. And um, or even like another birthday where he like, he did some big meal. And that's the one thing about him, like he really liked to cook, but he just took ages to like cook. Like, yes. Is that because he was a real
1: perfectionist about yeah, it? Yeah,
0: like he just took ages. He used loads of pots. Like used like there's one birthday. Like I thought he was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do lobster, and then we later found out that I was allergic to shellfish after eating it. But like Ooh, I know, <laughs> but like you probably did like a big extravagant like cut roses out of the garden. Put it like oh. just extravagant kind of yeah. I have to go above and beyond type of thing.
1: Yeah, really sort of. Gosh, yeah, and that really feeds into the, him not being acknowledged in his work. I think so. I think you know <sighs> that kind of like my family will at least appreciate. Me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. Mm. I definitely think so. And, and even with my cousins, like all my cousins love love my my dad. That like, yeah. always like, Uncle Frank, Uncle Frank. I was called and, Frank. Yeah, Franklin. I was going to say ask what he was called. Yeah, his name's Franklin. Um, so yeah, like he was always. They all loved him, they all, like, no one had a bad word to yeah. say, like, he wasn't like a grumpy uncle who was yeah. like, he wasn't their so
1: friend type of thing. Out, outwardly depressed in any no, way. No, no, not at all. So take me to that day where your dad took his own life. Right. So, um, I could take you over the
0: weekend. So on the Friday... I was supposed to go to like a, it will make sense when I'm going for three days. So mm-hmm. on the Friday I was supposed to go to a French lesson and um, and he went out, he went out and he must have forgot that he I was supposed to get taken to like this French lesson. Mm-hmm. So he must've been out. And then um, my mom called him and she was like, oh, like come and pick up a Santa like, she needs a French, he, like, you know, she's going to this French lesson. Like you forgot that she mm-hmm. has to go. And she remembers coming back, him coming back really quickly. And she remember thinking like, oh, that's, that's, that's really odd that he was like, he was out, but he was like five minutes from, from the area. Right. And he came back and he was really flustered and he's really annoyed that he had to pick me up. And um, I remember I was like eating I was eating and he was like oh come on like um come on let me take you to this french lesson for God's sake blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and i remember being really upset with him and like we had like a mini argument in the car mm-hmm. and i was like oh bye dad went to my french lesson. french lesson and um yeah that was on the friday and then on the saturday um i went to like this school uh, school event that we were having like we were going to like the fair or something like that mm-hmm. and I still wasn't talking to him the next day, just as teenagers are, like yep. moody, yep. moody, like oh, dad, hi, like yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And um, so I left that day, and I went to um, I went to this fair, and I think he was uh, I think he was supposed to pick me up. That's a weird thing about memory, how it's like patchy, yeah. even on the like the most like significant. You remember how you feel, but like the specifics of where I was, or it's all just. But yeah, yeah. So he's supposed to pick me up. And then no one could get through to him, and and me being a teenager, I wanted to be out. I was like, I'm gonna stay out with my friends anyway. It wasn't like it was kind of like a a bit of a bonus that like he wasn't picking me up just as soon as Mm. as he was supposed to. Like I was like, I could stay out for longer then kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And then I ended up going to my friend's house. Um, because they couldn't find him. They, he wasn't picking up his phone or anything like that. And we didn't know where he was. So like, my one of my mum's friends came and picked me up and took me home. Um, and I think by that time, um, I don't know if it was this, the, the next day, the following day, my mum went to the police or the night before. But I think he was, just, he was missing. Because someone told him. Because in that day, he went to a wedding. Mm-hmm. So people saw him at the wedding. So like, okay, that's odd that he's not now. No one knows where he was. Right. Um, and then on the Sunday, she must have because obviously you have to give like twenty four hours notice. I think after twenty four hours, you have to, to file a missing oh, report. Missing yeah. Yeah. So it must have been on the Sunday then that she must have gone to the police and been like, right. uh, I can't. I don't know where my husband is or something like that. Mm. And um, and then on that evening, the police came. Mm and um yeah so the police came and they were like so we we found him yeah and he was he wasn't he was literally five minutes away from the house which made sense because on the friday
1: he'd rush back yeah
0: because we think now which sounds very probable that he was going to do it on the friday yeah and that the the fact that i had to he wasn't angry at me it was just the fact that it disturbed his probably train of thought. Yeah, yeah. Of going
1: to do it. Yeah, and so, and how it, how and did he do it?
0: So he hung himself. Right, right. So he found. That's the
1: odd thing about it is, is that it's
0: so bizarre because it was, it was really premeditated. Mm. So obviously he must have found the house. Mm. So it was, it was an empty house that. That was, I think now it's turned into nursing homes, but at the moment, at the time, it was completely emptied. So they had builders going in and out. Okay. Um, so the house, yes, five minutes away from me. Um, he left dental records in his jacket so that he was easily found. Wow, okay, yeah. He took off all his jewelry and, um, sorry, I'm getting ready.
1: No, don't worry, <sighs> take your time.
0: I think that's I think that's the one thing that still blows my mind, like he he took off all his jewellery before he went. He he wrote checks for my mum mm-hmm. so that if she can so in the sense of that Oh God Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he uh yeah he, uh, he wrote checks for my mum in his head to think that well he wrote checks and left them on the side so mm-hmm. that she could then support yeah. herself afterwards it was very like I'm gonna make sure that they're they're set up afterwards or like that was the whole all the checks that she found yeah. and all the jewelry it's just like it's a very it, it blows my mind that it, it was like a 'Cause we think about even cutting ourselves or something and we think, Oh my god, I couldn't I couldn't imagine like hurting myself kind mm. of thing. But to imagine someone um being so decisive. Yeah. And just being like, Okay, so I'm gonna leave my jewellery here. I'm gonna keep my dental record on me so that I know that I'm easily found, that I can be easily um easily um yeah, easily found, and I'm going to go to a house that I know that there's builders going in and out, so I know I'm going to be found by someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also did it on a balcony outside, which is, I don't know, it's very bizarre because apparently you could see it from outside. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, you can see it from another house. Oh, gosh. They could see it, which obviously I'm sure is very disturbing for everyone if they could see it. Yeah. But just that thing of, like, I could be... Um, this can be like quick mm. and over- and done with kind of thing. Like they can find me, that's fine. Like
1: yeah. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Um He was just wanting to make sure he was found.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just wanting to make sure that he was found so that there was no kind of um confusion. Yeah. And probably that you guys didn't have to wait
1: so long. No.
0: We didn't have to wait so long. And um Yeah, it, it's really it's really bizarre, and also I was one of the last persons he people he called, but I never answered it because I was out with my mates, yeah. which still bothers me to this day. Because mm. I, I mean, not as much, but I think uh, I think when I was younger, I always felt that if I just answered, it would kick him out of that thought process mm. and just make him think a little bit, you know. But I mean we're never gonna know, are we? Like sometimes people do it, you know Off, yeah, a sudden it's, quick thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a quick thing. I'm gonna I'm moment of passion. Gonna, yeah. Yeah, temporary passion's
1: the right word. But. No,
0: but I know what you mean, like temporary insanity. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna go and do this. Yeah. But I think it yeah, it saddens me that he thought about it for a while, he decided that he was gonna do it. Mm. he decided
1: that it was best for everyone. Um which is often the case, isn't it? Yeah. It's that thing of like it's suicide scene is such a selfish thing yeah you can't call someone selfish i think who's in that mindset no not at of, all of genuinely believing that, no that it would be better if they weren't here no
0: like he left i told you already but he left the 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 suicide note and he said all he said was sorry for the inconvenience oh. that's all he said and it and it's just like, it was so formal and it was so like, it's just like, I was like, how can you summarize my childhood or like, as an in- inconvenience, like on me, like your inconvenience me by not being around, like by being around, sorry. Mm. Or just like, you were never an inconvenience. Like this is someone who was such a gentleman and, and like, the life of the party or trying to like just making people happy like I remember after he died so many people came forward from uh where he used to work and be like yeah he helped me get he bought my my wife some flowers for our anniversary or okay. he helped us get tickets for this or like didn't know that he was doing all these things he's just being like being uh nice and and compassionate and i think maybe that's where it stemmed from in the sense of what you were saying before about the magnum of just like giving out that kind of love that maybe he didn't get so much when he was younger um but then still feeling that that's not enough like still feeling that you know that you failed or it was you were inconveniencing us and um yeah that was that was the only thing that he said and and it's still I mean it's just confusing but I mean all the answers lie with him really Mm -hmm. Like even I can give you I can I can make up not make up but I can put my pieces together of evidence and and say you know this is why Mm -hmm. this is this is probably the most probable reason why that he did this yeah and I'm pretty sure that I'm right but I'm not gonna I'm not never going to get that kind of sense of real closure. I think that the closure is in it of just not asking the questions in the sense of not trying to find out. Of accepting the. Yeah, accepting the whole thing and just accepting that. The non
1: closure sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. And as, because obviously suicide is so different to uh, a sort of any other death, Mm. because obviously the choice of the individual within that. Yeah. Or the, you know, the. Or, well, I don't know if we call it a choice because at that point they're probably also in a state where they probably also can't really think yeah. in a rational way. Or maybe they can, you know, each, yeah. to the, each individual yeah. to their own. As a child of someone who's committed suicide, mm-hmm. I was going to ask how that sort of initial after feeling, because obviously there's the trauma of death in itself. Mm. But then to couple that with a suicide mm. and finding and trying to find those answers or trying to make sense of it even more so than usual. I guess it's just your journey since then with that. Now you've come to a place where you have to just you've just had to accept this kind of non yeah. closure. Yeah. And then that never finding that answer. Yeah. But having almost closure with that.
0: Yeah, it's 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 odd because I think you you told me that your dad died from yeah. a car crash. Yeah, so different. I guess it's different, yeah. but of course it's still really sudden. Yeah, and really shock, it's not a shock. Yeah. But it's I guess the difference is there's something almost that you can put the blame on. There's something like not in a, like in yeah. the sense of you can be like, oh, the, I, I don't know the specifics yeah, of, yeah. of how your dad passed, but you know, oh. The car was faulty. the like mm. you know, he didn't really want to leave us. He was taken from us, type of thing. Yeah. It, it was there's something to put the the blame, the sadness, mm. and the anger on, but it's hard to put that. It's more confusing, I guess, from where I'm in my experience to put the sadness and anger on the person that you love at the same time. Yeah, because you don't you don't understand or you know parents you're taught that your parents are supposed to be there they love you unconditionally so you're like so why did he leave kind of thing Mm. I must not be enough kind of thing you know
1: Mm.
0: or he didn't love me enough to stay um and that's obviously I'm not even I'm not even it's weird because it's funny with grief because sometimes you could be really upset like like today like be really teary and days, other days I'll be like yeah it's fine like this is just it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just the fact that I think as well, at that time when I was 14, and, and just going into being a teenager, which is a really shaky time anyway, yes. of being a teenager, all these questions, all this like- Identity then, crisis. <laughs> complete identity <laughs> crisis of who you are, who you're gonna be, choices GCSEs, what you're gonna do for the rest of your life. And then all of a sudden,
1: sorry,
0: all of a sudden, you're faced with so much bigger questions mm. of other than just going out with your mates and like which boy likes me, like this, that, and the other, who've got a crush on. You're faced with like bigger life questions. Like I remember going to sorry, if I've gone completely off the question, no, no, but no. I remember like so it happened in year ten, and we were doing GCSEs and. Of course, like now I'm like, well, fuck everything. Mm. Like nothing has much meaning. Like if I get an A star in this, that's cool. If I don't, that's fine. Mm. Like if you're gonna, if that's how you're gonna feel at the end of it, of your life, then what's the point? It was very much like a the whole thing in school, those last, like those two years of GCSEs, I was just like numb to everything. because I was just, nothing makes sense anymore kind of thing. Mm. I keep saying kind of thing a lot. But yeah, I mean, I sorry, say, I say so many extra
1: words, <laughs> like to fill out the a sentence, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. Speaking of the fact that those next two years were obviously a complete haze, mm. and like GCSEs meant nothing because obviously the actual perspective of it was like this is so small, so small. Yeah, yeah. And but then, do you think then that you succeeding enormously as a dancer? Mm. Does that have any relation, do you think, to this moment in your life when you lost your dad or, or not having him? I think so.
0: I think... So then I started, like, properly dancing when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Like, as in, like, throwing myself into something. And then, um,
1: yeah... Did you see it as a sort of escapism?
0: Yeah, definitely. I saw it as escapism. I saw it as something that... that. Um, is always changing so that always kept me kind of engaged so oh, interesting um yeah and i think it did push me i think it it had some negative effects in the sense of it's very weird that the parallels what i felt i had to achieve i had to do something i had to to make something of myself that in sometimes sometimes when i look back in my career I think that there was a certain obsessiveness to kind of push myself into something. And where did
1: that come from, do you think?
0: I think it I think it, it probably did come from him without him realising without me realising, sorry. Um I think there was the echo of failure of of not not doing anything or not succeeding mm. um that put the extra I put the extra pressure on myself.
1: His echo a failure you mean. yeah i think yeah. i think
0: um and also just to not not to show that i'm like affected by it which right. uh, uh, clearly i'm still affected by it about 10 minutes ago i was balling but yeah. do you know <laughs> what i mean i'm st- clearly still affected by it but in the sense of that i can still do something i can still make something of myself um yeah that's
1: interesting yeah you don't have to be defined by this moment you
0: don't have to be defined by this moment at Mm. all and you're not defined by the moment it's just something that happens to you but Mm. it obviously completely changes your course of your life Uh, even i think about before before and after everyone used to be like oh you were so happy like you were so which is it's so so um insensitive yeah when i think of people that said that to me Uh, yeah i've got a story like that as well yeah
1: it's mental. You
0: were so happy before. What happened? <laughs> I, I don't
1: know. Maybe my dad died. <laughs> you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to put the dots together? I don't know. Freaking I Einstein. Know. We can, I,
0: yeah, no shit,
1: Sherlock. <laughs> For God's sake. But yeah, like... But what did, what, that, how did that make you feel when someone said that? Oh,
0: like... I felt disappointed in myself a little bit when right. it, it was not even anything to do with me it's mm. to do with that person who and that's another thing as well with with grief I was about to say it's grief really. yeah and people talk to you because you know people it's funny with death because people sometimes people don't know what to say so yeah. they say the most stupid things <laughs> and then you're like you're, and then you're just completely like In shock, like you're just in a state of shock or you're just so over it that you're just numb and you just have no like, Mm. you know. Like someone said to me, oh, it would have been better if he died in a car crash, wouldn't it? Like this is when I was 14. (laughs) This is when it like, you know, when people come over after he died and then like I would be by myself and they'd come over, oh, such a shame. Like it would have been better if, you know. And I'd be like, okay. Sure. Is that helpful? Is that I don't know. <laughs> are you helping me? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But I guess people just don't know what to say, do they? No. And even now people people don't know what to say. It's funny. Yeah. When people ask or they'd be like, Oh yeah, your parents are still around? I'm like, No, yeah, my dad died when I was fourteen. like, oh, okay. And then and then they ask that how how did he die? In my case, they you can see it on their face yeah. like I shouldn't have asked. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, oh fuck. Yeah. Because it wasn't like, Oh, like he had he was ill for a while and yeah yeah they don't know and of course there's that whole stigma of suicide isn't there like mm. there's still people in their face they still don't know how to to react to that how to there's so many questions from other people it's like i can't even answer them
1: myself i yeah. don't know half of the answers exactly um
0: but yeah. yeah
1: i know as soon as i say what i'm about to say and i'm sure you know this as well <laughs> that's just gonna be an awkward moment yeah because i'm like <laughs> A car crash, and then they're like, "Oh, because because like you said, it's not this sort of gent. That this idea, not not the cancer died in the sleep. And then what happens is I overcompensate and make really weird dark jokes.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, I make the worst jokes. (laughs) I work. I make the worst jokes. (laughs) The, The the the. you can tell when I'm really like having a a slight breakdown is when my jokes get darker and darker. It's not from crying. <laughs> Crying's yeah. actually probably a good sign because I'm releasing it. It's when my jokes are really dark.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's it's so dark that it makes everyone uncomfortable. Oh my gosh, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. And I'll be laughing and they'll be like
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I did it once. I don't even remember the joke, I just remember, I remember the feeling of yeah. like, I did it once at a dinner party with this girl next to me. And it was at the beginning of the dinner party and she'd asked about my parents did or something like that. And I was like, she was like, oh, your dad was a lawyer? And I was like, yeah, he's died. And then she didn't say anything. So I made a really bad joke. I can't remember it. <laughs> and I just remember being like, she thinks I'm like, now insane. I, I'm just insane for the yeah. rest of the meal. So I acted like a weirdo for the rest of the meal. Cause I was like, I'm gonna go with it. She, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna go with this. Um oh my gosh I can't believe it we have to go in a minute oh no damn it so what I'm gonna ask you, which is the last actually firstly we've got two mm. minutes so firstly is there anything else that you want to that you think you'd want to say about just like what I guess it's like is or maybe now how you see if there's been a difference or a change or is there something still that you're like i I want to say something before I Stop recording What I've learned from it Yeah I guess
0: I think it's to really have more compassion for people Um, Listen to people when they're talking to you I know it sounds really obvious Mm -hmm. But sometimes we don't Like have conversations with people Like look them in the eye when they're talking Give them that sense of like I'm hearing you You know Yeah don't have your phone in your hand when you're talking to someone. If they're if they're talking about something serious, at least, or even any sort of conversation, have that mm. sense of kind of like, I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm listening to you. You matter. You matter. Mm. Um, I think that's something I can take away from it.
1: So, if your dad was listening right now, what would you want to say to him? Can you get me a magnum, <laughs> eh? <Hey>. Um, <laughs> no,
0: see, this is what I'm saying. It's spiraling now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, can you. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Uh, I'm so proud of you. Um, I love you and I miss you. Yeah. And I hope you're well. I think you're well. And I feel your presence. Definitely.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was like really short. I know. Really quick. It goes in a flash. Yeah. This is the thing I need to... Once I'm sponsored, I can book out two hours. Oh, sick. Yeah. We'll get you back on. We can revisit. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am in awe of this woman, and I know I shouldn't have favourites, but (laughs) her episode, for reasons if you've just listened to this, I'm sure you'll know and realise, is one of my favourites because she's so honest, raw, as well as inspiring and funny. Suicide is still very much a taboo, and I think, you know, having a father or a loved one committing suicide is something which a lot of people probably find very difficult understandably to ask about because there is this taboo around around it you know maybe a darkness deeper than just death and it needs to be spoken about it's a duty as a society that we destigmatize this taboo around suicide i am sure that this episode is going to reach so many people and help so many people and that is an incredible thing. So thank you, Asantawa. You are an angel, an incredible angel. I love you. If you've been affected at all by anything that's come up in the episode I advise two places where you can visit. The first is Julia Samuel's website www.juliasamuel.co.uk. The other place is www.untangle.life which is for people experiencing grief. I'd love to thank Warren Borg at Wargy Productions for doing all the mastering and compressing and Julietta for providing Daddy Issues podcast season two music which I am obsessed with. Lastly I'd love to thank all of you for listening and also staying on this long to listen to the rest of the out as without you of course there would be no podcast so thank you so much and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or night